to Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Chris Levine, and I thank you for joining me again this time around. There was a film that was released in 1951. It was called Close to My Heart. A quick summary, a couple wants to adopt a child, but they learn through investigation that the boy's father was a convicted murderer. So the elephant in the room now is this. Should they adopt the child? Will this child have within him the DNA that might create a like father, like son scenario? Well, it goes around and around until the conclusion is drawn that if they adopt him, if they love him, if they raise him to the best of their ability and show him family and bonding and care, that they're just not going to worry about it they decide subsequently to adopt him. This film, for the record, it moves kind of slow at the beginning, but toward the end, it's gut-wrenching to watch. The cast really knocks it out of the park and outdid themselves. But one thing that may have helped was that Jean Tierney, the lead actress, had recently had a daughter with health complications. So her compassion level throughout this movie is so realistic. But what is truly striking is the end. The scenes from actor Ray Milland. This is why you buy the ticket for this one. It's powerful stuff. I mention this film because it illustrates a phenomenon that has always plagued psychology with strong opinions going all over the place, all across the board. It's a concept called nature versus nurture. That's what we're going to be talking about today, nature versus nurture. To break it down in the simplest of terms, are you who you are because of your genetics or because of how you were raised or both? Scientifically, what makes this tricky is how not cut and dry the answer to this question is on an individual level. And what's interesting is some swear by either one or the other. The question is, though, can we truly know if there's a right answer? If you have musical talent, for example, will your child have musical talent? Is it in their blood, so to speak? Or maybe do they see you so totally into music that they themselves learn to feel music in the same way? Athletics is another example. We oftentimes see parents and offspring that are professional athletes, both of them. But was it in the genes that would make it so that they would become linebackers or third basemen? Or or were they just so fully immersed in the culture from toddlerhood on that it just stuck? My dad was a reader. We had a house full of books growing up. I became a voracious reader myself. Was it because of genetics that I received from him a love of reading? Was it because he physically read to me and with me when I was very, very small? 
or is it because there were always just books around and I was curious? Or perhaps is it a mixture of all these things? See, that is what we're talking about today. We can just go on and on and on. The big question then is very simple. Why are we us beyond and including our DNA, our personality traits, our hobbies, our purpose, our lack of purpose, our passions, our tastes? How much of who we are are just recycled parts of our relatives that we inherited and how much of it is our own doing? Well, the Huffington Post had a really interesting article on this, and, and it pointed out the difference between heritability and heredity. These are two different things. Heritability does not tell us how likely it is that people's characteristics will be inherited by their children, because traits that are 100% heritable can nonetheless be strongly influenced by other things like environmental factors. For example, it's not the case that a, that a trait found to be heritable in a particular twin will be passed from a given pair of parents to their children. Twin studies is a big deal when it comes to nature versus nurture. Then it gives this example. It says, let's imagine that a study of alcoholism in the United States finds that the vast majority in people's tendencies to drink to excess can be accounted for by their genetics. In other words, dad was an alcoholic and I'm an alcoholic too. But what happens if we do this? If we take that baby newly born to a pair of alcoholic American parents, but raise it in a small village in Southern India where it never encounters alcohol, it will not develop alcoholism. The, the New York Times, in an article, stated that children learn from what they see around them. And if what they mainly experience, unfortunately, are things like violence, abuse, truancy, or if there's no expectations for success, their chances for a wholesome future are compromised right from the start. One journalist put it like this. He said that genes define your potential but your environment largely determines how you turn out. The few who escape negative influences are outliers. But we often talk as if we inherit full-blown traits from our parents. And we do. Eye colors, nose shapes, even things like shyness. But, but all that we actually inherit from our parents are our genes and our environments. Factors that then construct full-blown traits during development. The Huffington Post article closes with this. It says, consequently, it doesn't matter how heritable a trait is. If development of the offspring occurs in a different environment that the parent developed in, most bets are off. I think I can get behind this line of thinking. Genetics are very real. There isn't any question about that. I can't will myself to be taller. It won't work. That's inherited. It's what I was dealt. But good or bad, my choices are mine. I can't say that, well, because you did this, now I do this too. I'm choosing to do it. 
the inclination towards traits, positive or negative, may be harder because of my genes as well as the climate I experienced growing up. But still, our heritability doesn't have to control us. I decided as I started getting into this, I, I'm by no means going to make this a controversial podcast. See, my goal is not to touch anything political with any 10-foot pole that potentially pokes the hornet's nests. I, I am a neutral person politically, 100%. But I truly do believe that we have choices. I don't believe that we are predestined for either success or failure. The whole born that way reasoning, I got I to gotta be honest with you, leaves me cold. It means essentially, sorry, everyone, I was born that way. I can't think for myself. I can't choose for myself. My choices were made for me at birth and I have no control over them. I don't necessarily buy that. See, people often have the tendency to use this as a scapegoat for all kinds of behaviors. Now, even if it's true that we may have strong dispositions toward things, we still can choose what we decide to do and what we don't decide to do. For example, if you have a history of high blood pressure in your family and you know this, it doesn't mean game over. This doesn't mean you can't eat right or exercise or find ways to de-stress, all of which will minimize the chances of you're falling into the same thing. It can happen and the fight will be real, but you haven't been dealt a hand that you have to keep. You can fold. I read an interesting piece on the internet that had nothing to do with psychology, but to me, the analogy is so perfect for what we're talking about. It talked about plants growing through concrete. It stated that concrete contains microscopic cracks that are invisible to the naked eye. At the same time, plants have new cell growth at the tips of their roots. So as the plant grows, so does the root system. And the sensitive tips of the roots then have the power to seek the path of least resistance for growth. It goes on to say that once a plant's roots discovers those microscopic cracks in the concrete, they force their way into it. It notes that even small weeds and seedlings have the potential power to displace concrete using potential energy from root growth. Over time, the plant's continued growth can crack, break, or buckle the surrounding concrete, at which point you may see something break through the surface, something green or a flower. I feel this illustrates perfectly our subject today. You and I may just be the flower that looks like it's no match for the hard, heavy and tough concrete that we were born under. But we don't have to stay under there. There are ways out. It may take time and we're going to make a lot of mistakes along the way. Let's face it. The journey may not at all be graceful, but just like when we see greenery or a dandelion peeking through concrete, we can too. We can emerge from things. We don't have to be defined by things. Now, this is in no way downplaying the effort 
that not being defined by upbringing and genetics will take. This is a hard one. But there are so many examples of people doing what seemed completely impossible by refusing to be defined by the actions of people who came before them. We started this episode by talking about a movie where a child had a biological father who was a murderer. He was little. He never met him. And he's not being raised by him. Maybe he has some of the traits in his genes. Maybe he will be an extra angrier than usual teenager. Maybe it's in his blood. Maybe he'll struggle with authority and not know why later in life. Maybe his capability to trust has been damaged beyond compare. But all, even though all these are very real possibilities for this fictitious child, if that child grows up and decides to murder someone himself later in life, unless he's completely mentally deranged, which the character doesn't seem to be, that will be completely his choice. It'll be completely his decision. You see, his upbringing in a loving and affectionate home shows him that other ways of coping with things exist. To close, my consensus is that life is both nature and nurture. They're not at odds with each other, and it's not a competition. These things both shape us and mold us. They're here not by our choice, but by circumstances beyond our control. But what is it in our control? What we do with our life and the choices we make and the kind of people we decide to be. See, you have the power, no matter what, to choose to be a nice person, to be grateful for positive things, to be giving and to grow and to refine. It's totally true that our past that we didn't choose for ourselves may claw at us and may try to grab and pull us back when we make efforts, but it does not have to stop us. You not only can make good decisions and help improve any atmosphere of any room that you walk into, but you can help others to do the same. It's up to you. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist to set a nice tone for the day musically. We have for you this time around a Refresher podcast, Nature versus Nurture playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher podcast dash Nature versus Nurture playlist. So let's get into it. Track number one, A Design for Life by the Manic Street Preachers. There's a lot of peaks and valleys and dynamics in this song. It's really well done the way that they did it. Song number two, Freedom of Choice by Devo. Remember the video for that with the skateboarders and the creepy costumes? Uh, it's kind of a sad thing. Um, I was literally all set up to interview Bob Casal from this band in February, 2014. And before I could do it, he died just before our appointment. I, no one was expecting that. The Devo representative that I was working with 
was really helpful. I still remember what a nice guy he was. And you could feel the legitimate sadness from him at the time. Obviously, the operation that they've got going with that group is like family, literally and figuratively. So number two is Freedom of Choice by Devo. Song number three, Once in a Lifetime by Talking Heads. Speaking of music videos, this one is iconic. Um, Chris Franz, who was the drummer of this band and of Tom Tom Club too, uh, was actually a member of our old Eclectic Blog site before we shut it down, and that meant a lot to us. Oh, and hey, really listen to how original Once in a Lifetime is. We hear things on the radio when we get used to them, but listen to this song with fresh ears. What else do you know sounds like this? and ever got regularly played on the radio for decades. It's kind of groundbreaking. Song number four, Story of My Life by Social Distortion. Song number five is Qualities of Mercy by Penelope Houston. She actually was the lead singer of the punk band The Avengers in the 70s. Now she does a lot of acoustic music like this song, Qualities of Mercy by Penelope Houston. Number six is Hand Me Down World by The Guess Who. Song number seven is Connection by Elastica. Song number eight is Hyperactive by Thomas Dolby. It's actually kind of funny. When you pay attention, this song actually begins with a simulated therapy session. So it's almost like the lyrics are him talking to a therapist. Song number nine is Natural Blues by Moby. And the 10th track is Teachers by Leonard Cohen. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast Nature versus Nurture Playlist. Thanks so much again, everyone, for your support of this podcast. And hey, you know what? We have more new listeners. This is so cool. In addition to all the other places previously mentioned in the various countries, if you want to listen to the last couple of podcasts, you can catch up on that. But we, in addition to all of, of those awesome listeners, we can now include Tucson, Arizona, Houston, Texas, and Birmingham, Alabama in the United States, as well as new listeners in Dublin, Ireland, and in Edinburgh, Scotland. And there's a spike of new listeners in Australia, in Queensland, Victoria, and Western Australia. Welcome, everyone, to Refresher. We're so happy you're here. I sincerely hope you all are enjoying this podcast. Please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends and others that you may feel could benefit from something like this. Your referrals are the steam in this engine. Also, if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, if you would like, you may make a small monthly contribution. Just see the Support This Podcast link under the episode description in Spotify, where it gives you the options of contributing either 99 cents a month, $4.99 a month, or $9.99 a month. If you are so inclined, that would be great. But disclaimer, put it on most, if not all of these episodes in one way or another. Whether you do or whether you don't contribute, it doesn't matter. Just please feel free to listen and enjoy this show anytime that you want. Another podcast of note is the Managing Expectations podcast. Check it out on Spotify, and they're also on the other platforms too, just like this show is. They are two guys with depth and senses of humor. 
Plus, they have good guests, and the guests make it fun, too. They are the Managing Expectations podcast. Also, there's the 7208 podcast on Spotify as well, where my son Harrison and I tackle pop culture multi-generationally. I was born in 1972. He was born in 2008. Hence, we are the 7208 podcast. Just so you know, Harrison is the cat's meow. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive, and the song in question is called A Day Late. It was written by Mr. John Villafuerte. Until next time, this is Chris. Nice to meet you. If you already know me, nice to see you again. This is Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor and remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. See you next time.